Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Equipped to Be with Connie Albers. Listen, thanks so much for tuning in. I've been saying this for a while, but we're coming up on a year, a year that you have been tuned in and I have been delighted and am so grateful that you just keep showing up and listening and sending us information that helps us make this podcast even better. We've enjoyed a year of going through trials together, of sharing life together, as we often do with the podcast. And, you know, we're entering, uh, you know, I enter into your home through your earbuds or wherever you listen to it, whether it's uh, folding laundry or you're just watching the kids play outside or maybe even play in the snow. But it's, it's been exciting to see how the Lord has blessed Equipped to Be. And I thought it was fitting. I am bringing a guest on the program. I know y'all love when I have guests on the program. So today's guest is Ashley Wiggers. You're just going to enjoy this conversation for several reasons. As we go through this, I think that you'll find yourself nodding your head in agreement of, yeah, yeah, I totally get that, or I'm totally there, or that's, that's really what I want to see happen in my own family. Well, Ashley is a mother of two, and she's expecting her third child. She is married and runs a business with her husband, and we'll share more about that. But Ashley's a second-generation homeschooler, and we're going to unpack her story as it relates to her family, her growing up, the vision of homeschooling, and where we're going uh, with homeschooling in the future And with that, let me bring Ashley onto the program. Hey, Ashley, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me, Connie. I'm really excited. You know, it's really fun uh, because we've known each other for a lot of years, and I have been writing for your magazine, Homeschooling Today. I was trying to think about how many years I have been a columnist, and I don't know if you know, because I can't even remember. It just seems like forever. It's been a few years. I honestly don't know the number, but yeah, it seems like it's been a long time. I would love for you to tell us maybe a little bit more about you as uh, a, a wife and a mom, and we'll go into some deeper topics that we talked about previously on the podcast, but give our listeners a, a little bit about Ashley. Okay, sure. Well, we have two awesome boys that are extremely rambunctious and energetic. (laughs) And we have a little girl on the way. So that's, we're really excited about that. And I can't tell you how excited I am to be buying pink things and, and girly things. And my husband and I have um, known each other since we were 18. And we actually met, get this, at a homeschool convention. <laughs> That's like the quintessential homeschool story. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous because we, uh, at the time, you know, 18, I mean, we thought we were just as cool as could be, way cooler than these homeschool kids. And, you know, and then we saw each other. We were like, oh, <laughs> we met in a different state. And so we had a long 
distance relationship for a while and um, the rest is kind of history, but I like to say it was a match made in homeschool heaven. (laughs) That's just like perfect. Oh my goodness. Now he was homeschooled and you were homeschooled and your children are young, but your mindset is to carry that legacy of homeschooling on with your kids, right? Exactly. And I'm really fortunate for the experience I had with homeschooling. And, you know, I really think I would be a completely different person if it were not for home education. For me, I was a very shy, kind of introverted girl. And the safety and nurturing environment that homeschooling provided for me enabled me to blossom. And in my own timing and in you know, growing in confidence as a person and also educationally because I I also have a learning disability. So it was a a different road for me than it is for most kids. And my mom just had such insight into helping me grow. And it wasn't about a result. It wasn't about getting things done at a certain rate. You know, it was... um, It was about just what was best and what was right for me at the time. And there was so much wisdom in that, you know, and and I'm, I can't tell you how grateful I am for that experience. Cause I, like I said, I think I would be a different person if I was thrown into a situation where I had to be tough or I had to, you know, fight for myself or something like that. Yeah. You know, our listeners don't know who your mom is. I do. I, I, had the privilege of listening to her as she was uh, on the conference circuit many times and just getting to know her. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your mom. Mom. So my mom was... Well, your mom is Debbie Strayer. Yes. And she was a feisty, fiery, short... um, (laughs) passionate young woman, you know, and uh, she, she really wooed us into a love of learning because she was an educator. Uh, That was her background. And she realized when she had children of her her own, that she really didn't want to bring them into that environment. So my brother loved being outside. He loved playing in the dirt and, and being read to. He loved to learn, but he hated kind of that traditional side of school. He thought if you gave him a pencil that he was being punished, you know, for something like, what have I done to deserve this? Probably my kids, some of my kids thought the same thing. (laughs) So my mom knew that if she brought him into that classroom environment, that he was not going to do well and he was going to lose his love for learning. So she talked with my dad, who also is an educator, and they never ever planned on homeschooling. That was not in the cards. That was not in the future plan for them. But once they made that decision, there was no turning back because they knew it was what was best for the family. And I'm so glad they did because then I came along, you know, with, with my learning challenges and um, obviously it was the best choice for me as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's funny, your mom, you, how you described your mom, uh, she sounds like, uh, if I remember right, she is uh, not exactly like you. <laughs> I yeah, you know, she like I said that she had that fiery passion in her about lots of different things and I think she was definitely a little bit more more out there and and courageous and and just she would 
always fight for the little guy, the injustice, and, you know, wherever she saw it. And I think when she became kind of a, an author and a speaker in the homeschooling world, you know, she really went after fighting for kids, you know, fighting for courage to be a part of what homeschooling was about so that parents wouldn't just do it with fear and, and, and trembling about what they were doing, but that they would realize this is a special time together with your kids. Don't let fear take away that time. And, you know, she started off uh, with us in more of a classroom at home kind of a feel, you know, we had, we had desks in the garage, we had uh, the flag, we had a chalkboard. And, you you know, she was, did you stand, I'm sorry, Ashley, did you stand and do the Pledge of Allegiance every morning? I'm pretty sure we we did did too. (laughs) And that was, you know, that was what she knew. That was her background. And so that's where we started. But uh, she actually got connected with Ruth Beechick, which a lot of people don't know her anymore. But she was, she's kind of like a grandmother of the homeschooling movement. You know, she was there at the beginning, encouraging parents and actually wrote a book called You Can Teach Your Child Successfully. It's an incredible book that really emboldens parents and helps them realize, you know, you're not just, oh, you know, well, they're stuck with you, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Ruth's work was powerful. I I think I probably still have a copy. It had an orange cover on it, if I I remember right. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was powerful to me. I loved how you phrased, she was like the grandmother, and I would say your mom was also a pioneer. She wanted to encourage and equip and maybe let's say disable and disarm the obstacles, like help moms and dads get over the obstacles that would keep them from enjoying building a homeschool legacy. And that is what I find with you is you are, uh, as we have been friends now for many years, I have just seen you have, your, your approach is different than your mom's. There's something that listeners, I want you to hear as Ashley and I talk, your kids aren't going to be just like you. My children aren't like me. I I wasn't raising many me's and Ashley's mom didn't try to make her into her. You know, she didn't try to force Ashley to be this, you know, envelope pusher, this outgoing uh, person that she wasn't. She met Ashley where Ashley was and helped guide her into like the woman you are now, and Ashley, as you're parenting your boys and soon to be that sweet little girl, it's going to be a whole new experience for you. So, you know, listeners, as as you hear this, y'all know me, y'all know my story, and a lot of you know my children. You're raising unique little humans, and as the parent in charge, you get to help mold, form, and shape them into the direction they are to go. And as in Ashley's case, Ashley has continued carrying that torch, that mantle, that legacy to the next generation, but she's doing it in Ashley's style, in Ashley's personality. And Ashley, you are, you know, you speak different than your mom. You you go at a different pace at your mom. And it's not like one's right and one's wrong. Would you agree with that? Yes, definitely. Um I think one of the things she really passed on to me and to my brother, because she used to actually tell us, you know, 
when we were little, she would build in us this idea that we have our own strengths and weaknesses. We are unique. We are created wonderfully. And, you know, what does that look like when I'm comparing myself to my brother? Because he could catch a ball. (laughs) I couldn't with my eye-hand coordination issues. You know, he could ride a bike easily. I couldn't. It took me a long time. So there were things that were very different about us. And my mom would say to Nate, hey, Nate, what's great about Ashley? And he would say, oh, Ashley's, you know, sweet and creative and, you know, she loves butterflies or whatever. I mean, we were little, so it was simple. Um, And then she would ask me the same question about him. And I would say, oh, Nate's brave and he loves to play baseball and whatever it was, you know, but she was building something in us when she did that. I love that. Which wasn't, yeah, it was this understanding that we were unique and we were created with a purpose. And so we didn't have to fight for the same space. I wasn't fighting for his space. He wasn't fighting for mine. We had our own. I think, um, listeners, as you hear this, I I, I want to just reemphasize something you just said, Ashley, and that is you weren't fighting for the same space, that you were taught to acknowledge and celebrate the differences in how you were created. And I think, if anything, that is a gift that homeschool parents are able to give to their children. And creating you and your brother are close. My kids are all very close. And usually somebody is over one of the kids. All of them live very close. And it's not unusual to have somebody stop by you know, once a day, pop in, pop out. Or we had a couple over for dinner last night. And we sat and just chit-chatted. That's the beauty of being able to foster that those relationships within the confines of homeschooling. Ashley, I'm going to pivot a little bit and ask you, uh, this is this is somewhat related uh, because, you know, your mom was running a magazine, she was writing books. I mean, she had more going on than just writing lesson plans for you and your brother's school the next day. And she was also on the speaking circuit, uh, traveling the country, like you said, your husband met at a homeschool conference. And we know now that homeschooling, uh, 40 million kids are learning at home in some form or fashion, whether it's straight up homeschooling or virtual learning or co-op learning at home. I mean, there's just so many, to be honest with you, exciting options. All of this disruption of COVID has opened the door to possibilities of doing school and doing life with your kids within the confines of the family unit at home and could be an RV or it could be traveling. It could be just in your home. But there's such a creativity and options out there that that's why I think this conversation with Ashley is important. And that is, Ashley, you're trying to do the same thing. You know, your mom had to juggle that tension between, am I doing enough? I've got to manage my home. I've got to teach these children. I've got to get this book deadline. I've got to run this company. I've got to plan all these other things. And yet still, I want rich relationships with my kids. She kept the first things first. And that was her, you know, relationship with the Lord and keep pointing everything back to the Lord. But then that was fostering the relationships within the family. Now, you, uh, as a second generation now, you're carrying the mantle, you're you're taking that legacy forward and creating it for your family and for the next generation of homeschoolers. You are running a business. Like I said, I write for your column, and we've had lots of conversations about different things within the business that you and your husband are running. But how are you managing? I hope you answer this 
the way I want you to. If not, I'll answer it for you. <laughs> but <laughs> how are you managing that tension? Well, it is a tension. It's a balance. And I think for me, it's being fully present. So that's something that I learned from my mom. I realized now as an adult, as a mom, those moments that seemed kind of magical and and memorable, they didn't just happen. She planned them. You know, she had to stop other things from happening so that we could be in those moments with her. So for instance, we um, read Swiss Family Robinson aloud as a family. And then at the, at the end of the book, we got the movie and we had this like festive, um, you know, island themed night for dinner. And we watched the movie together. And I, I will always remember that it was kind of tied to school, but it was, it was more um, just something special we did as a family. And, you know, now I realize well, she had to plan the menu. She had to set aside the time. She had to make sure we had the movie. I mean, there were things that went into place to make that moment special. And so that's something I've learned. I want those special moments with my kids and I want to be fully present and not be checking my phone or my computer, but I want to be there with them when I'm with them. And so my husband and I kind of tag team. It's so, it's such a blessing to be able to work together and work from home and, you know, have that opportunity to say, okay, I've got this project that really needs my focused time. And so then we kind of, you know, we have to communicate with each other what's going on, what's on the schedule, what's happening. And then we tag team. And when we're with the kids, we try to really be with the kids. And then we, of course, have time as a family together that we make sure we have. And so it's just that balance. And, you know, something else is setting goals that are not unachievable. (laughs) Setting realistic goals. That's novel concept, right? Okay. So um, Kathy Eggers is also a writer for the magazine. She has the homegrown preschooler, which if, if any of your listeners have young kids, I highly recommend the homegrown preschooler. It's a great resource uh, curriculum and, and her podcast and everything that they do is wonderful. But I was listening to her podcast um, at one point during the dishes or something. And she had a guest on who was talking about, you know, with young kids, her list for each day was, did I read to them? Did I play with them? Did I love on them? If I've done those three things, I'm happy. And I just thought, you know, having realistic goals like that is really important. So I'm not saying, oh, did I complete this lesson? Did I, you know, stack everything up that I wanted to? No, it's it's really setting goals based on what's most important. Did I meet those goals? Because the other ones, you know, they come after. And I think that's another thing mom did because (laughs) she couldn't do it all. You can't do it all when you're, when you're being a mom and, and running a business and, uh, you know, trying to fit schooling in, there's so much that you have to find that balance of what's most important. Because if you start adding things to your list that are not the most important things, you are going to get burned out so fast. You're going to, feel like you're not doing enough. You're going to get in that cycle, that negative mental cycle where you're just always feeling guilty. That's not healthy. It's not good for us as moms. And it makes us 
um, not happy, you know, when we're around our kids, uh, because we're always looking for like, well, what, what's the productive thing I can do right now instead of enjoying being with them. Yeah. You know, I love what you just said. The other thing I would add to that, and you, you actually practice this. I'm on, I'm on the receiving end. You not only keep the most important things on your list, whether it's the, the reading aloud to your children or the time with your husband being fully present, but you run the company with family first mindset, knowing that you have these deadlines and dates that are needed. I mean, you can't run a business successfully without them. And, you know, I, I know that's something that is important to you, but you have this manner of, hey, listen, family, family comes first. So if you're if something has happened, there's not this guilt, shame, or pressure put on the other person, the other mom that may be working for you. It's okay, we'll have to pivot and adjust here and there. It is a beautiful thing about what you do. But it also can add frustration to your business. And the reason I say that is you do have to have deadlines. And one thing that I, uh, for me personally, as I was homeschooling and doing all these different things that I was privileged to do, is I had to know myself, like what my limits were. I go 100%. And if I'm not going 100%, I'm usually asleep because it's zero. (laughs) And my husband is a 50%er guy. I mean, he gives you 100% of him, but he's like a steady plotter. He just boom, ba boom, ba boom. And that has that has been so good to learn about myself because when I was homeschooling the kids, if I took on a project, I had to know the start and stop date. My kids needed to know the start and stop date because if you don't know yourself, you're going to maybe say yes to things you shouldn't say yes to because you're not in the season of life to be able to do that specific thing well. Or if you don't know, you're, if you don't say no to certain projects because of fear, oh, fear I'm going to miss out or my business is going to suffer or my kids are going to... If we have to become in the, in the trying to pull it all together... I like to call it, instead of balance, just kind of like integrating it all together, where there are projects you say, yes, we're starting this now because this is the window of time we have. And no, we can't take this on right now. We just, it's a great idea, but it's going to negatively impact time with my kids, maybe my own self-care or time with my husband. And that has been something that has served me well all of my adult life is knowing when to say yes and when to say no and not being afraid, oh, I'm going to miss it. My, as you know, Ashley, my big thing is God's not going to give you second best. He just doesn't do that. Not when you keep, like you said, Ashley, when you keep your priorities in line and you know what matters the most to you. Uh, and so as you have worked to like, like find this balance, integrate work and life and you know, your husband and your tag team, and you make it work that way, that all comes from trial and error. Sometimes we face plant because we get way out of balance. Uh, Sometimes uh, we short the kids because we do have, you know, the kids don't get as much of us because we are trying to get, like, you're trying to get a publication out or you're trying to get a new product curriculum or whatever it is, which is always a million different things. 
But I loved what you said, and I think that it was important for our listeners to know, you know who you are, and you know where your limits are, Ashley, and you know what you need help with. And one of the things that I have witnessed for many years, you bring on people as you can. I mean, you're you're not, the gas pedal isn't down to the floorboard with the business. It's, we're going this at a pace, trusting God for all of it, for the provision, for the people. And you have slowly brought on people who do things that help you in your areas of, say, uh, less weaknesses even. It's not your area of strength or your zone of genius or all those things that people describe, but you have in, you've brought people in and you've sought people and then you you kind of develop a relationship and then you empower them to do what they do and would you agree with that yeah i i think i think that's a great way of saying it and you know part of it is really trusting the lord because i feel like he has been the one to bring people in when we needed it and it was the right time when that person, you know, we found them or um, whatever happened that kind of brought that relationship about. And it was the right time to step into a different gear with the business, you know. And so it's trusting the Lord that you can only do what you can do in the season you're in. And you kind of have to have faith that that's what you can do and that the Lord will honor that. And then you know, as you, as you trust and as you grow things, you know, then he brings in the people to help that grow further, um, if that's the right timing. And so I think that's been the biggest thing is really releasing the business, doing what I can do and releasing it to the Lord and allowing him to work through it as well. Um, so that's been the biggest and not trying to be someone else, you know, like you, you kind of said that you can't be someone you're not. And so I think of, you know, I am not a good cook. I, I can make dinner. I can make dinner. You know, I can do that. But um, spaghetti and meatballs, that's kind of my, my go-to. But my husband really enjoys making dinner and he cooks the most delicious things. So that was something that we learned later on. We kind of, you know, um, switched roles a little bit there and, I think it's it's wonderful when you can be who God created you to be and not try to step outside of that and realize, you know, what that entails. So like my mom, when we were growing up, always tried to have a garden because she just thought that's what you do. If you are a good homeschool family, you have a garden. And I have nothing against gardens. I love, I think it's a wonderful learning avenue. Um, but she just was not good at it. I mean, it was, it was everything died. Everything always died. And woman after my she, own realized, <laughs> she realized after time that that was not what she needed to be spending her time doing. That was not who she was, you know? And so I think we as homeschooling parents have to realize that God made us the way he did for a reason. So even though my mom didn't pass on great cooking skills or a green thumb, she did pass on a love of learning, a love of family, a great relationship with the Lord. Like she passed on so many other things that are so wonderful and valuable. So I think we have to, we have to see value in the right place. So I, myself, I actually make a list 
a lot of times. I'll I'll make a list of the things that we did that day or that week. Sometimes I get behind, but I try to keep a list of what we've done so that I can look at that and say, okay, maybe I didn't get this done and this done, but look what we did do. You know, we spent time together here. We, you know, the other week when we went to the sonogram appointment, you know, that was a, a learning opportunity. That was a great memory as a family. Like I jot that down because I want to see what we are doing and not always think about, well, what, what am I missing? What, what haven't I added in? What didn't we do? You know, I literally, Ashley, I'm writing this down. It's beautiful what you just said. And, you know, you've painted such a vision and a picture of what we can focus on, what we can do, how we can celebrate the small things, the things that, you know, nobody's going to come in your house and say, good job, Ashley. Um, (laughs) And on social media, you know, we post those proud mom moments and they don't, you know, people don't realize, oh, that was probably the only one of that day. (laughs) Or maybe Mm -hmm. it was the only one of the week, but man, we're going to celebrate that. I just, I loved the the vision that you gave behind that. And with that, I'm just going to say, Uh, I think we're going to wrap this segment up of the podcast. And Ashley, I'd love to do another podcast with you. And let's talk about like the future of homeschooling. The culture's changed. The layout's changed. Everything's changed. Could you join me for another episode of Equip to Be? I'd love to. Hey, friends. uh, I am ecstatic. I'm so grateful that Ashley was able to be with me on the podcast as we are talking about homeschooling second generation, a vision for, you know, homeschooling, how as you're teaching your children now and you're doing it on purpose and you're trying to be intentional, the fruit of that. Obviously, mine have all grown and Ashley's uh, Ashley is all grown and she's into that next season where she's planning to continue that legacy. And that may resonate with you. Perhaps you are a second generation or maybe you're that mom who You want to have something different. You want to have a legacy of homeschooling as part of your life. You don't want this just to be a a one-year deal because you were forced into it, but that you fall in love with it and you see the beauty that can happen when you do homeschool and start to do life together in that form. So I am so glad that you've joined me today. Hey, make sure you tune in next week when Ashley joins us for the future of homeschooling. And let's really dive into what's going on because things are changing. Thanks for joining me and we'll see you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.